Okay, so the first scripture that we cover tonight is First Timothy chapter one, verse seven. And I would like for you to write that down and the King James Version reads, For God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. You need to understand that tonight because of the subject matter that we will discuss. The subject matter is not a matter of bringing fear into your life. It's a matter of an awareness, okay? We as children of God, we cannot go through life with our heads in the sand as though opposition is not real. Opposition is very real, okay? We cannot go through life as though demonic spirits are not influencing people because demonic spirits are influencing people. Is our focus on the devil and the forces of darkness? No. Our focus is on our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, but we cannot be in denial about what is going on around us. You see, the Word of God says that we are in this world, but we are not of this world. And as I always say, we are around people all day, every day, just, you know, unless you're at home all day. But when you go outside, you're around people. When you go to, like, an amusement park, you're around lots of people. When you're out and about in public, you're around people. There are only two types of people that we run into at all times. Only two types of people. Safe and unsafe. There, there is no in between, okay? Everybody who we see walking down the street, whether um, if we're on an airplane, no matter where we are, there are only two types of people. Either born again or they're not born again. So that means that if people are not born again, Satan is their father. There is no in-between. It's either the Lord Jesus is their Lord and Savior, or Satan is their father. That's it. That's the reason why the Word of God talks about what fellowship does right have with darkness, okay? As I tell people all the time, you can't get mad at a dog for barking. It's the nature of a dog to bark, okay? It's the ones that don't bark that you might have to be a little leery of. Because you don't know where they're coming from. Are well, they going to start growling up, foaming at the mouth? What's going on? Okay, you know they have rabies. What's up? So my point is, we are not naive as Christians. Okay, we have wisdom. One of the prayers that I pray over my life frequently is, Lord, protect me from the spirit of deception. Lord, protect my family from the spirit of deception. Lord, protect my friends from the spirit of deception. Why? Because the Lord tells us, as we're going to see in Scripture, that, that in the last days, many will be deceived. And I don't know about you, but I do not want to be one of them. So, again, in light of everything that's going on in the news, the world news, world events, remember, church, this is temporary, where we are right now. Life as we know it is temporary. The Lord is coming back. We just don't know when. But he is definitely coming back. So we cannot become fearful of things that are going on because the Lord already told us these things will happen. So let's turn over to Matthew chapter 24. As I was mentioning earlier, I am a prophetess, but that is the calling of God on my life. That is the anointing and the office and the assignment that has been given to me. But I am a part of the body of Christ. I am not above the body of Christ. Apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers are not above the body. We are all a part of the body. We understand that there is a spiritual authority, but ultimately all of us will stand before the throne one day and give an account to God. Amen? So, Matthew chapter 24. We are going to look at verses 23 through 26. Again, I am reading from the King James Version. If you have the red letter edition in your Bible, these are the words of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ speaking. If you don't have the red letter edition, no problem. Uh, just to let you know, these are the words of our Lord that we are getting ready to read. Again, I'm reading from the King James Version. And our Lord says, Then if any man shall say unto you, Lo, here is Christ, or there, believe it not. For there shall arise false Christs and false prophets. It shall show, now listen to what our Lord says. This is what he, he's warning us. He said, for there shall arise false Christ and false prophets and shall show great signs and wonders. Do you see this? Are you reading this with me? Great signs and wonders. Not small signs and wonders. Not uh, mediocre signs and wonders. Our Lord says that they shall show great signs and wonders insomuch that if it were possible, they will deceive the very elect, the very chosen of God, if it were possible. Verse 25, 
the Lord says, Behold, I have told you before. Wherefore, if they shall say unto you, Behold, he is in the desert, go not forth. Behold, he is in the secret chamber, believe it not. For as the lightning comes out of the east, shineth even unto the west, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. So again, and I know I said 23 through 26, and we read verse 27 as well. Here's the thing. We are already seeing where people are posting billboards talking about the end of the world. There are people who are going on radio stations talking about the world is coming to an end and, and the Mayan calendar and this and that and all these predictions and how people are right about all these predictions. We have to live our lives according to the word of God because let me tell you, child of God, deception is never obvious. That's why it's called deception. Okay? Eve was deceived. It says that the serpent beguiled her. He deceived her. That means there was a little bit of truth, but it was twisted. Okay? So, again, that's why my prayers, Lord, protect us from a spirit of deception in the name of Jesus. So when people start coming to you, I am not against the supernatural. We need the supernatural. Okay? It's a blessing for the supernatural. Yes, the Lord does appear to people in dreams and visions. Okay? There are prophets, like Prophet Kenneth Hagin. He is now deceased and has gone on to be with the Lord, or as the Bible refers to it, he has fallen asleep, and he would always have visions of the Lord appearing unto him. That's fine. But we also have to be careful, because some people will say, the Lord is appearing unto me in a dream, and he told me to tell ten of my friends for us to meet tonight at six o'clock, because there are some things he wants to tell us. No, 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 no. Do not go. Do you understand what I'm saying? Okay. I don't know how many of you remember Jim Jones, how he was able to deceive so many. For those of you who do not know about Jim Jones, I want to encourage you to do a Google search on Jim Jones and uh, would you say that was like a Pentecost? That was like a cult. And so there were hundreds of people who lost their lives because they followed this man. Almost a thousand people lost their lives. Okay. So the days of Jim Jones are not over. To me, that was just the beginning. I was a child. I remember my dad bringing home a magazine from work, and as a child, on the cover of this magazine, there were all these bodies that were laid out because people had, they, they drank the Kool-Aid, basically, literally. You know, if you hear people making the saying about don't drink the Kool-Aid, that's the saying that derived from that era in the 70s because he poisoned the Kool-Aid and had people drink it. And those who refused to drink it, they were killed with the guns. Okay? So it was horrific. So my point is, as I tell everyone, know the Lord for yourself. Remember, the word of God is what we need to govern our lives by. The Lord does not need the Satan, does not need Satan to be his alibi to uh, speak up for him. We say, well, what do you mean by that, Prophet Sophia, that uh, the Lord doesn't need Satan to be his alibi or to speak up for him? Because we're going to see later on in Scripture in the book of Acts where it was a lady with the spirit of divination, okay? She was possessed, and she was going around saying, these are the men of God, here are these men. Oh, they are showing us to us the way of salvation. She was speaking the truth, but she was not operating in and of herself. She was operating by that spirit of divination. So what happened? The Word of God says that Paul was grieved in his spirit, and he turned to that woman, and he commanded that spirit to come out of her, and then the Word of God went on to say that her servants, or her masters, excuse me, her masters, when they saw that they lost their game, they became upset because they were using her because she was going around telling the fortunes of people. See, fortune-telling is not of God. Fortune-telling is of the devil, but it sounds real. It sounds true. Horoscopes are not of God. Horoscopes are of the devil. But people say, oh, my gosh, that sounds so much like me. Oh, what's your sign? Oh, well, my sign is this. And this is what it says about my sign. And the universe and the stars, when they align together, the devil is a liar. Okay? Those are all subtle forms of deception. Verse 36, again, in Matthew chapter 24. And I'm telling you, child of God, it is imperative. Reading the word of God is not an option. We have to read our Bibles. We have to memorize Scripture. We have to be able to quote Scripture so that when the adversary comes, shows up, we'll be able to say, God, devil, it is written in the name of Jesus. Okay? 
So verse 36, but of that day and hour knoweth no man, no, not the angels of heaven, but my Father only. So in other words, nobody can tell you when the Lord is coming back. No one knows. Jesus said it right here in his word that no one knows the day or the hour. Not even the angels of heaven know when the Lord is coming back. So this is the reason why we cannot operate in deception. So we're going to, or not that we can operate in deception, we cannot allow ourselves to be deceived in thinking that just because a person might have a track record of all these things happening, and then all of a sudden they start trying to tell us when the Lord is coming back, no, you, you reject that. You as a child of God, you have the right to reject anything that does not line up with the Word of God. But in order for you to know what does and what does not line up with the Word of God, you have to spend time in the Word and spend time in prayer. Amen? So, let's look at 2 Corinthians chapter 6. Or no, excuse me, 2 Corinthians chapter 11. Here it is, child of God. You have to understand that Satan has ministers. And his ministers are not all from the church of Satan. His ministers are not all sitting around um, in witchcraft. They're not all palm readers. They are not all soothsayers. Okay. Those are the obvious ones. We, we know. <laughs> we know where they're coming from. But those are not the only ones. So, Second Corinthians chapter 11. When you're there, say amen. Okay. And for those of you who are listening, on the conference line, again, thank you so very much for joining us tonight. Second Corinthians chapter 11, again, I'm reading from the King James Version. We're going to look at verses 13 through 16. And the Word of God says, For such are false apostles, deceitful workers, transforming themselves into the apostles of Christ. Do you hear this, what the Word of God is saying? I don't have time to read um, everything in this entirety to keep it in um, context, but basically the Apostle Paul, in your own study time, I want you to read starting with verse 1, so you can keep everything in context, but I'm just picking up at verse 13, because you might be saying, well, who was he referring to for such a false apostle and deceitful worker? So in your uh, spare time, I want you to go ahead and read that, but uh, the Apostle Paul is letting us know for such a false apostle, deceitful workers, transforming themselves into the apostles of Christ. And no marvel, for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. Do you see this? Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. So that means everybody who shows up at church who might look like a Christian doesn't mean that they are a Christian. Everybody who's out on the corner street witnessing, talking about Jesus, 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 does not mean that they are necessarily of the Lord. Again, I'm not having this message tonight to bring doubt fear, worry, or concern is a matter of awareness. Because the Lord says, my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. Okay. Verse 15. Therefore, it is no great thing if his ministers, talking about Satan, therefore, it is no great thing if his ministers also be transformed as the ministers of righteousness, whose ends will be according to their works. Now, that's a bit much. As I tell people all the time, it's a dangerous thing to go to a church where they don't read from the Bible. Church is not a big rah-rah rally, let's feel good, you're blessed, I'm blessed, we're all blessed, hallelujah, you're wealthy, I'm wealthy, we're all wealthy, hallelujah. No, we are in spiritual warfare, church. We are in spiritual warfare, and we need to know the word of God because even Jesus, when he was in the wilderness for 40 days and 40 nights, when he fasted and prayed, when the devil showed up, what did the Lord tell him? It is written. And then what happened? Satan turned around telling Jesus it is written. Now tell me that's not deep. The enemy knows the word. And then the Lord has to come right back again and tell him it is written. And then what happens? It says that the adversary left him for a season, left him for a period of time. The devil is not omnipresent. The devil nor his demons. In other words, you don't have to be afraid that, uh, you know, look, I, I get concerned with Christians who say, well, I don't want to speak that out because I don't want the devil to hear me. Do you think the devil has that kind of power? 
She does not have that kind of power. Do not give the devil, the adversary, that much credence where you feel as though you can't even speak to your heavenly father because you don't want the adversary to hear what you have to say. The word of God says submit yourself unto God. Resist the devil and he must flee. Okay? You release your angels to be encamped around and about you. This is the reason why it is imperative for the body of Christ as a whole to be filled with the Holy Spirit and for you to have the evidence of praying in your heavenly prayer language because that is the perfect prayer and the most powerful prayer that anyone can pray. Amen? It's not just limited to Sunday service. It's not just limited to midweek Bible study. It's not just limited to conferences or special events. No. The Word says in Jude, but you, beloved, building yourselves up in your most holy place, praying in the Holy Ghost. There are times, my brothers and sisters, when we have to build ourselves up because the adversary is trying to always beat us up. But he is defeated. He is under our feet. We take authority over discouragement. We take authority over depression. We take authority over the forces of darkness in the name of Jesus. We don't do it in and of ourselves. We do it in the name which is above every name. It is in the name of Jesus that every knee must bow and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Amen? So Revelation chapter 2. Revelation chapter 2. Again, this is our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, talking. This is the King of glory. This is the King of kings and the Lord of lords talking. And although he is speaking to the church of Ephesus, but this is a word of warning for all of us. And unto the angel, and we're reading verses 1 to 4. And unto the angel of the church of Ephesus write, These things saith he that holds the seven stars in his right hand, who walks in the midst of the seven golden candlesticks. This is what the Lord says. I know your works, and your labor, and your patience, and how you cannot bear them which are evil. And you have tried them which say they are apostles and are not, and have found them liars, and has borne and has patience, and for my name's sake has labored and has not fainted. So the Lord says, I see your works. You've tried people. You found out the people are not who they say they are. You have been patient. You've labored for me. The Lord said, you've done all these things. Verse 4. Nevertheless, I have somewhat against you. Now, if the Lord says he has somewhat against you, you know that's dangerous. The Lord says, nevertheless, I have somewhat against you because you have left your first love. We cannot become so busy for the Lord that we're not spending any time with the Lord. We cannot become so busy doing the work of ministry or evangelizing or running to this church service or that church service. We cannot fall in love with church more than we're in love with Jesus. See, some people almost use church as a drug, as a place of escape, as, as a feeling of euphoria, you know, where they're just feeling good. And it's like, oh, I'm floating around on the cloud. And it's like, wait a minute, church is a filling station. That's how I look at it. I don't even say it's a hospital. Because if it's a hospital, yeah, I understand the hospitals for those who are sick, but, you know, hey, people go home to recover. Okay. So I look at the church as a filling station because the Lord is coming back for a glorious church without spot, blemish, or wrinkle. He's not coming back for a weak, broke-down, beat-up church. No, he's coming back for a glorious church. We are glorious because greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. So the Lord says, you've done all these things. Nevertheless, I have someone against you because you have left your first love. Do not walk away from Jesus, who is your first love, by being so busy for the Lord that you're not spending time with the Lord. And spending time with the Lord is not giving him your grocery list. Spending time with the Lord is not a monologue where you're doing all the talking. God in his sovereignty, sometimes you will be in his presence and he won't say a peep. <laughs> and then you go throughout your day and all of a sudden he starts talking to you out the blue. It's like, whoa, wait a minute, Lord, you wasn't anything five hours ago. You know, I'm in this traffic and now you have a dialogue. You just don't have a conversation. Well, he's sovereign. He's God. He can do whatever he wants to. Okay? He can talk to us in dreams. He can talk to us in the bathroom. <laughs> he can talk to us while we're cleaning up. He can talk to us at any time. You understand what I'm saying? So we have to make sure that we are always keeping our love for the Lord first place. How many of you remember 
your first love? Don't raise your hand. <laughs> we have some teenagers here, so you probably haven't gotten there yet. We'll tell you all about it. It's okay. <laughs> so, your first love, there was the excitement, the anticipation of spending time with the person. Hearing the person's voice, well, in our day anyway, hearing the person's voice over the phone. Nowadays, it might be receiving a text. I don't know. We might be a little outdated. <laughs> but the bottom line is your first love is usually what is referred to as puppy love, okay? And you, you just, you, you might have butterflies in your stomach and, you know, can't sleep. Your, your hands might be sweaty. There's just all types of uh, physical changes that you might be going through. You know, loss of appetite and increased appetite. There's all kinds of things. Well, how much more should it be? For our Lord Jesus, in terms of, oh, I can't wait to spend time with my Lord. I can't wait to worship my Lord. I can't wait to adore him. See, we have to make sure that our fire and our zeal for the Lord and the things of God does not grow thin, okay? Because we have to be careful that we're not saved for so long that Christianity becomes boredom. And Christianity is more like going through the motions rather than a true love relationship with the Lord and people seeing something different about us. So last week I talked about how we are going to see in the Word of God about Lucifer and how he was the most beautiful cherub or the most beautiful angel in all of God's creation. So let's look at Isaiah chapter 14. Isaiah chapter 14. And we're also going to look at Ezekiel chapter 28. Are you all getting anything out of tonight? Okay, praise God. Remember the power that you possess. It is important for us to say, Lord, I need the gift of discerning the spirits. So I'm not entertaining a wolf in sheep's clothing. Because, see, everything that looks good to you is not good for you. And the devil never shows up looking like the boogeyman. He never shows up looking like Jason from Friday the 13th. <laughs> okay. He never come uh, showing up looking like, what was his name, Michael from Halloween. Okay, you don't hear the scary music. <laughs> okay. The Word of God says he is transformed into an angel of light. And as we're about to see in the Word of God, he was very beautiful. And he is still using beauty to manipulate. I'm not against beauty. Beauty is good. Beauty is wonderful. Okay. But as the saying goes, beauty is too deep, but ugly is down to the bone. <laughs> okay. So, Isaiah chapter 14. See, in other words, we have to be careful that we're not so caught up in beauty to the point we cross over into vanity. Even as Solomon always talks about vanity, vanity. All is vanity. Okay? So, Isaiah chapter 14, verses 12 through 17. Again, I'm reading from the King James Version. How are you fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How are you cut down to the ground, which did weaken the nations. Now see, this is deep, because it's about to give us a description of the adversary and how he just basically, he was riding high one day and was cut down to nothing the next, not in the literal sense, but in terms of his fall. Verse 13, when you have said in your heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. Do you hear this? He said that he will ascend into heaven, and he will exalt his throne above the stars of God. And I will sit also upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the most high. Yet you shall be brought down to hell to the size of the pit. See, we all talking about the pit of hell. The pit of hell is real. Verse 16. They that see you shall narrowly look upon you and consider you saying, Is this the man that made the earth to tremble, that did shake kingdoms, that made the world as a wilderness, that destroyed the cities thereof, that opened not the house of his prisoners? In other words, Satan became high and lifted up in his heart. But in verse 16, in the final analysis, people are going to look upon him and say, they shall look upon him narrowly. 
he considers him saying, is this the man, is this the one that made the earth to tremble? In other words, when Satan is really revealed and what he really looks like, it's going to amaze so many souls. Because obviously he's going to be so scrawny and so insignificant looking that people are going to look and marvel and say, is this the man that made the earth to tremble? That did shake kingdoms? In other words, okay, how many of you in your childhood, when you didn't like going to sleep at night, used to play a little shadow games on the wall from the light from the kitchen or something? <laughs> did anybody do that? Was I the only one? Okay, fine. I was probably the only one. So I didn't like going to sleep at night because I feel like, you know, that's when everything was really happening. It's like, where's everybody talking about? What's going on? I feel like I was missing out on things, right? So I would, like, make little shadows, you know, use my fingers and, you know, do, like, little butterflies, little birds. <laughs> and so what would happen, the way the shadow would project on my hands, the image would look larger than what it really was. That's what Satan does. He comes and tries to cast a shadow to make things appear to be much larger than they really are. Have you ever heard... You were asleep at night, and you heard, like, a, a lot of noise in the, in the in the backyard and something. It's like, what is that one? You know, you hear all this this noise and all these sounds, and you find out it's just a little kitten that knocked over a couple of trash cans, making all that noise, and it sounds like it was three people running around in the backyard. That's all the devil does. It's like, that was just a little itty-bitty kitty cat, or that was just a little chihuahua. You mean, tell me Patricia's dog got out again? No. <laughs> So I'm just saying, you know, making all this work is making all this sound, only to find out it wasn't as bad as he thought it was. That's how the devil comes. He always tries to come making things appear to be much worse than they really are. That's why, church, you have to understand you possess the power. You have the power. We have the power. We are not afraid of the adversary. The adversary is afraid of the greater one that we have on the inside of us in the name of Jesus. There is power in the name of Jesus. And you have to speak that name, which is above every name. Now, turn with me over to Ezekiel. See, if you find yourself always experiencing just the same reoccurring things over and over again, you have to learn how to bind and loose, bind and release. You take authority over car accidents in Jesus' name. If you find yourself just a, a repeat of things happening over and over and over again, you always lose things or you're in a car accident, your car was broken to, your home was broken to, this was broken to, that was stolen, this was stolen. No, stop in the name of Jesus. You take authority over that and say, you know what? The devil is a liar in Jesus' name. I take authority over that spirit of destruction. I will not experience any more car accidents in the name of Jesus. You don't have to drive down the street being afraid and, and gripping your steering wheel. No, Lord's angels are encamped around and about you. Be free from that spirit of fear in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. So Ezekiel chapter 28. Ezekiel chapter 28. Ezekiel chapter 28. And we are going to look at verses 12. Through 19. I hope this is helping someone tonight. Praise God. Okay. Verse 12 says, Son of man, take up a lamentation upon the king of Tyrus, and say unto him, Thus saith the Lord God. Now again, uh, the king of Tyrus, what we're getting ready to read about is the description of Lucifer. Okay. You filled up the sum full of wisdom and perfect in beauty. We can't even imagine how beautiful Lucifer was. We, we can't even comprehend it. Verse 13 says, You have been in Eden. Remember Eden, the Garden of Eden, okay? You have been in Eden, the Garden of God. Every precious stone was your covering. His body was filled with every precious stone. Can you imagine? We get excited when we see diamonds. But don't you know there's different types of diamonds and different Colors. I mean, you know, a lot of stuff we don't find out about until celebrities start getting um, engaged, okay, or an apology diamond. You know, how many of us heard about a pink diamond before, you know, a certain celebrity bought one for his wife to apologize? I mean, you know, I'm talking about pink diamonds. You know, you can see white diamonds. You know, then there's other types of patches and colors of diamonds. Like, is that a blue diamond? 
when the Lord is waking you up at 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning. Start praying in the Holy Ghost. In the name of Jesus, I take authority over whatever plot, plans, and schemes that the adversary is trying to set up. I take authority over it now in the name of Jesus. See, we cannot go through life just by acting mediocre. Like, you know, well, God's got this. It's okay. No, the Lord has given us power and authority, and he wants us to walk in it. Thank you, Jesus. And then verse 19. All they that know you among the people shall be astonished at you. You shall be a terror and never shall you be anymore. Yep. Satan might have been a terror at one point, but it says, and never shall you be anymore. God is almighty. God, the Lord doesn't just have power. He is power. Okay? So Satan was beautiful. He had wisdom. He was, uh, his body was filled with all kinds of precious, precious jewels and gems, and his body made melody before the Lord. I'm telling you, your praise is a weapon. Hallelujah. Your worship is a weapon, because the adversary cannot stand your praise. Just like I heard George Meyer say one time, if you complain, you will remain. If you praise, you will be raised. So see, what does the adversary want us to do? He still wants to be worshipped. He still wants to be like God. He still wants to be high and lifted up. So when we speak the circumstances, when we say, oh, no, Lord, look at this. Lord, look at that. Look at this circumstance. Look at that circumstance. Then we are giving credence to the atmosphere. But when we speak the word of God, it says, but my God shall supply all of my needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. When we speak the word, it says, by Jesus Christ, I was already healed. That shuts the devil down in the name of Jesus, and the Lord is high and lifted up. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So let's turn over to Matthew chapter 7. This is another very sobering scripture. And then we're going to pray and get ready to close out. The reason why I say it's a sobering scripture, because, again, this is from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. One of the things, uh, all of us as believers, we all have an assignment. By the Lord. Hallelujah. There is not a single believer who does not have a purpose from God. Before the foundation of the world was ever laid, the Lord says, Patricia, you will come forth. I will anoint you, and this is what I will have you to do. It's just a matter of us going to the Lord and saying, Lord, what we have us to do. Some people's assignments are a little more obvious than others, you know. But nevertheless, we all have an assignment. Okay, so, Matthew chapter 7. This is our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ speaking. We're going to read verses 13 through 27. The Lord tells us, you enter in at the straight gate. Listen to this very closely. You enter in at the straight gate. For wide is the gate and broad is the way that leads to destruction. Church. Our Lord says, and many there be which go in thereat. There are many people who are choosing the way of destruction, the wide gate and the broad way. Many people are choosing that way. Verse 14, because straight is the gate and narrow is the way which leads unto life. This is what the Lord said, and few there be. That is very sobering. This is the reason why it is important for us as Christians. We are all intercessors. It's not just a special anointing. It's not a special time. I mean, some people are anointed to pray for hours and hours. I understand that. But as believers, we need to cover one another in prayer. I need to be saying, Lord, I lift up your daughter Melinda to you right now in the name of Jesus. I cover her. I plead the blood of Jesus over herself. I plead the blood of Jesus over her life. I plead the blood of Jesus over everything that concerns her. Lord, I stand with her as she is believing you and seeking you for provisions or for manifestations of the promises. I thank you, Father, for answered prayer in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. We need to keep each other covered because what does the adversary try to do? He tries to separate Divide, defeat, and conquer. The word of God says the Satan as a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Okay, I love watching animal shows. I grew up watching animal shows. I know I've repeated this several times, but I'm going to repeat it. 
Okay. <laughs> Not to sound like a broken record. But nevertheless, so my dad growing up, you know, we used to watch Animal Kingdom, not Animal Kingdom, but like Mutual of Omaha, all the animal shows. And so I would always be fascinated because the predators, they didn't just go after any kind of prey. They always uh, tried to separate their prey from the rest of the, the pack, as it were. They always went after the weak or the young or those that were separated from the rest of the group. Is that not what the adversary tries to do with us? He tries to isolate us and say, oh, Anthony, you know, no, nobody knows what you're going through. You know, that, that's just you. Nobody, nobody knows. You know, come on over here. Let, let's sit down and have a drink. <laughs> let's talk about it a little bit. You know, Anthony, why don't you sit in front of that computer for a couple of hours? It's, it's okay. You know, you're not married yet. Uh, look at a couple of beautiful ladies. It's, it's not a problem. Porn, no big deal. Come on, Anthony, you're a man. Come on, Anthony, you're a man. You understand what I'm saying? But it's the subtleties of the adversary to try to bring destruction to your life. And then after we have to say, no, nah, devil, you're a liar and a defeated foe. I don't serve you. I serve the true and living God. I serve my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. You have to know, church, that there is power in the name of Jesus. If someone is giving you a hard time, there is nothing like going in the bathroom and saying, in the name of Jesus, I will have peace in my home. And, I mean, you don't have to raise your voice like that. Because the, the name is so powerful, you can whisper it. Jesus, come on! <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? You know those little firecrackers, you know, for the 4th of July? They're so itty-bitty. But, wow, you start lighting up those bad boys, come on, blah, 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 blah. they start making all kinds of noise. Just like a little chihuahua. As little as they are, but they make all kinds of noise. Just be barking, barking, barking. Just like, be quiet. Okay? So you can whisper the name, which is above every name. You don't have to yell at the devil. You yelling at the devil is not going to cause him to leave any faster. You can just be cool, calm, and collected and say, in the name of Jesus, you've got to go. You lay hands on the sick, but you don't just lay hands on them in and of yourself. You say, I lay hands on you in the name of Jesus. Christ and Nazareth. You can cast out demons, Greener, in the name of Jesus. Okay? Hallelujah. The Lord says we can raise the dead. Why is it the dead isn't being raised? Because we are too content with our medical benefits. <laughs> and then people want to use the excuse, well, I guess it was just their time. Well, maybe it was, maybe it wasn't. Maybe you can have enough faith for you to trust God for that person to be raised. Okay. So going back to the Word of God. And... Verse 14 again, because straight is the gate, and narrow is the way which leads unto life, and few there be that find it. Verse 15, the Lord says, Beware of all prophets, which come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravening wolves. You shall know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes of thorns or figs of thistles? Even so, every good tree brings forth good fruit, and a corrupt tree brings forth evil fruit. A good tree cannot bring forth evil fruit, neither can a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. So, as children of God, we have to be fruit inspectors. No, we don't go through life being paranoid. We don't go through life being suspicious of people. But we better go through life using wisdom and discerning, checking out the fruit. What is the fruit of the Spirit? Love, first and foremost. How's the love walk? How are you going to try to tell me what you're saying to the Lord and you have an attitude with everybody you know? How can you tell me about what God is going to do in my life if you're not even using the Word of God to do anything in your life? What else is the fruit of the Spirit? Joy. If somebody's trying to prophesy to you and you have no joy in your life, how are you going to tell me anything? You better get the joy of the Lord first. Peace. Shalom. Nothing missing, nothing broken, wholeness. If, if people are just always going through, you, you know how some people, every time you say, some people you just want to avoid because they're just always going through. We have the victory. We are more than conquerors. Hallelujah. Because we have the greater one on the inside of us because we possess the power in the name of Jesus. So love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, meekness, faithfulness, and temperance. That's the King James Version. I know there's some other versions that have something different, but I'm sticking with King James because that's what I memorized. <laughs> so I don't feel like re-memorizing all the, you know, the current edition. I grew up on King James. So King James, it will be. So, love, joy, peace, 
long-suffering, that doesn't mean that you're going to be suffering for a long time. That means endurance. Okay, while you're standing, believing God, waiting for the manifestation of the promises. So love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, 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 gentleness. Why are so many Christians not operating in gentleness? There are some Christians who are very rough around the edges who have been saved for a long time. But rough as rough can be. I mean, you know, a rose, as beautiful as a rose is, if you don't cut those thorns, it can draw blood. So Christians need to operate in gentleness, love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness. How many Christians are showing forth goodness? I mean, in fact, the Lord says, all men will know who you are, that you are my disciples indeed because of the love that you have one to another. How many of us are showing forth the love of God to one another? Or do we still have our little cliques and secret societies and the haves and the have-nots and the, the wannabes, the should-bes, those on the outside looking in, those who think that Christianity is a secret club, <laughs> like it's a country club, and you pay your dues to go to the country club called Tides and Offerings, the devil is a liar. <laughs> okay. You understand what I'm saying? We are the body of Christ. So, first 18, a good tree cannot bring forth evil fruit, neither can a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. Every tree that brings not forth good fruit is hewn down or cut down and cast into the fire. Wherefore, by their fruits you shall know them. The Lord says, by their fruits you will know them. That doesn't mean we're going around, like I said, being suspicious of people, but we just need to discern. Like I said, there's only two types of people in the world at all times, saved and unsaved, but as we see in Scripture, there are those who are carrying the title of Christian, but that doesn't mean that they're born again. That doesn't mean that they are of the Lord. Now, here's the part that is really something. Verse 21. This is the Lord. I'm not making it up. I'm just repeating what the King of Glory stated. Not everyone that says unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. Wow. Wow. But he which does the will of my Father which is in heaven. Once again, here's the word many. Verse 22. Do you realize how many many is? Many is more than a few. <laughs> many is more than a little. The Lord says in verse 22, Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name? And in your name have cast out devils? And in your name done many wonderful works? There are people doing these things right now. But look at what Jesus said. And then when I profess unto them, I never knew you. Wow. Depart from me, you that work iniquity. Therefore, whosoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him unto a wise man which built his house upon a rock. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat upon that house, and it fell not, for it was founded upon a rock. And everyone that hears these sayings of mine and does them not should be likened unto a foolish man which built his house upon the sand. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat upon that house, and it fell, and great was the fall of it. Just because people are going around prophesying, casting out demons, doing all these wonderful works, does not mean that they are of the Lord. And the Lord says, many will say to me. So how will you know the difference? The Lord says you will know them by their fruits. So I have a problem with the person who calls himself a prophet, but he's going around speaking with every woman who's wearing a skirt, you know, everybody who can keep up, who we can catch up with. How are you going to be fornicating and you calling yourself prophesying to anybody? How are you going to be committing adultery and you calling yourself a prophet? Or how are you going to be calling yourself a prophet until you're sleeping around? You're having babies out of wedlock. But then everybody wants to say, oh, forgive, God forgive, grace, grace, grace. Nope. That's not how it works. <laughs> For those who are in ministry are judged with the greater strictness. Those who are in ministry don't have the option to just, whoops, Lord, I sinned, please forgive me. There's a harder penalty. That will come to answer your question. Did you have a question? Well, I'm talking about before they accepted the call. I mean, I'm talking, what I'm talking about now is for those who are in ministry. Right, in ministry already. 
okay? Because how are you going to tell me about the word if the word is not working in your own life? And then people want to use the excuse, well, you know, the gifts and callings of God without repentance. Uh, no, the word of God says with every temptation, God makes a way of escape. The problem is a lot of people are not making the escape route, okay? Another thing is the fact, how many ministries do you see who have gotten caught up in types of sexual sin or, or different types of things? They fall, and very few, if any, really recover. Because the Lord says in verse 26, everyone that hears these things of mine and does them not, to be likened to a foolish man, which filled his house upon the sand, and the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat upon that house, and it fell, and great was the fall of it. Great is the fall of too many because they have not killed their flesh. That's the reason why water baptism is important for all Christians. If you have not been baptized in water, you need to be baptized in water. So this way you will also partake, as it were, spiritually speaking, in the death, burial, and resurrection of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. So you see, many people talk about the seven sons of Sheba. They go around talking about the seven sons of Sheba. You know, where they jump, where one man jumped on seven men, and, and, you know, that demon said, Paul I know, and Jesus I know, but who are you? And people take great pride, pride talking about, well, you know, hell knows who you are. Hell knows your name. Let me tell you something. I'm not impressed with hell knowing my name. I need Jesus to know my name. I don't want to stand before the Lord that day. And I'm like, Lord, remember me? I prophesied to Patricia. Lord, remember me? I raised five people from the dead. Lord, remember me? I laid hands on the sick, all in your name. And he's going to say, who are you? I want him to say, who are you? I want him to say, my daughter, my servant, and who am I? Well, please, come on in. I don't want to, you know, hey, some people are going to be standing before the throne, and some people are not going to make it in. I'm, not, I'm making sure my name is not getting blotted out the book. Do you hear me? So this is the reason why we have to walk in love. Jesus is our first love. We have to stay in love with the Lord. Let's not be impressed over the fact of demons knowing who you are. So what? Does Jesus know who you are? Not only that, the Lord says that as you confess him before people here on earth, he will confess you before the Father in heaven. I don't know about you, but I need the Lord to confess me before the Heavenly Father. I need him to say, look, Father, that's your daughter right here. Look at her obedience. Look at what she's doing, bringing glory to my name. Hallelujah. Amen. So we don't have time tonight to go over, we'll go over that next week about the woman um, with the spirit of divination. Okay. So if you have been reading your horoscope, you need to stop it. You need to repent. Say, Lord, I'm sorry for opening myself up to the dark side, you if you have called, wasted money, calling psychics, throwing away your money, you need to repent. Father, I'm sorry for opening myself up to demonic spirits. You need to be careful with the music that you listen to. You need to be careful with what you watch on television, because if you find that your home is disrupted, you need to find out what's the source. Because everywhere you go, there should be peace. There should be peace in your home. And there's always strife and arguing and, and schisms and schisms. You know, just like uh, uh, the Lord had me, uh, the Lord was revealing something to me. I have a Saturday morning prayer line. The Lord had me prophesying to this lady, and she was saying how there was a family member who couldn't sleep at night. And I was like, okay, let's go a little deeper. And so the Holy Spirit began revealing to me that this particular family member uh, watched all of these uh, murder movies, you know, like Friday the 13th and, you know, and all of that, and, and it disrupted her. I said, well, first of all, get rid of all that stuff. You don't need a collection. What do you need a collection of the works of Satan for? Throw it away. Get rid of it. Crush it. Don't throw it away inside your house. Throw it away outside. Okay? Those of you who travel the world, you can't bring home every little, you know, little trinket that you see. Oh, this is a nice souvenir. Don't you know the spirit transfers? Spirits transfer. You know, you might see a cute little figurine. You don't know who was praying over that figurine in a particular country. And you put it on the plane and you bring it home and all of a sudden all hell is breaking loose. And you're like, what is going on? 
because you have a hijacking spirit that came over here that does not belong, but you have the power and authority to bind it up, to rebuke it, and command it to be cast back into the pit of hell where it belongs, in Jesus' name. Let's give the adversary a headache. We are not afraid of the devil. Every time the demons are not successful in their uh, attacks, they go back to the pit of hell, and the, the higher-ranking demons beat them down. So let's laugh and mock that. Because those are the fallen angels who try to join up with Lucifer to try to be like our God. Nobody is like our God. Nobody is like Jesus. Only the Lord has that place. Hallelujah. So let's walk in the victory. Let's remind the devil and his demons that they are under our feet. That we walk in divine health and healing. Speak the word. Confess the word over your life. Lord, I praise you and I thank you. I walk in divine health and healing all the days of my life. Lord, I praise you and I thank you. There's only love and peace in my home. Father, look, and like I said before, if you have a problem with people on the job and just harassing you and giving you a hard time, you don't have to subject yourself to that child of God. You say, Lord, you said vengeance belongs to you. You said vengeance is mine. I will repay, said the Lord. So what do I pray? Lord, get them right or get them gone. It works. That's a simple prayer. Lord, get them right or get them gone. In Jesus' name, amen. And I've seen many of folks lose their job because of me praying because, Lord, I'm not about to be harassed up in here, up in here. No, I'm coming to do a job. I'm coming to do a work, and I'm not going to have the devil's kids riding my back. I don't think so. In the name of Jesus. You understand what I'm saying? We are in this world, but we're not of this world. We are not punks. Okay, we're not punching bags for the devil. And any and everybody who's ever hurt you or talked down on you or was condescending or verbally abused you or physically abused you, it's not right. If you experience sexual abuse, if you experience emotional abuse, no, it is not right. Forgive the person. Love the person. And that doesn't mean you have to love them up close and personal. But I'm talking about love them with the love of God, with forgiveness. But watch God Almighty have your back. Watch the Lord your God bring forth the judgment. Because right is right and wrong is wrong. And you as children of God, you will not be treated wrongly without the Lord your God avenging you. In Jesus' name. Our Lord is not a wimp. Our Lord is not soft. He is mighty. He is strong. Let me tell you something. Our Lord is so great that when he walked to earth, they couldn't kill him. He told them, you can't kill me. I have to lay down my life. Don't you know that Jesus should have bled to death? The way he was beaten, don't you know that some people, they bleed to death from a, a gunshot wound or if they just, um, you know, people commit suicide and they say that they uh, cut their wrist? That's a wrist. You know, that's a certain artery or, or vein that they can puncture and bleed to death from something like the wrist, our Lord bled so much he was beaten beyond recognition. They pulled his beard off his face. They placed a crown of thorns. So, do you know what the thorns of Israel look like? Don't worry about it. I don't either. But I'm just saying. <laughs> okay. They, they, these thorns were long. I mean, it's not like thorns on a rose bush. Okay. They, they mocked him. A crown of thorns. And they didn't just put it on his head softly. They pressed it down. So that was more blood that gushed from his head. They beat his back 39 strikes. His whole back was wide open. All of the flesh was gone. He did not bleed to death. You know why? Because when he was walking, carrying that cross, he was absorbing the sins of the world. Not the sins of two people. Not the sins of a hundred people. He was taking on the sins, plural, of the whole wide world. Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Not only that, when he was beaten, his blood was shed. So that by his stripes, we are healed. Every sickness, every disease, every infirmity, our Lord took it. And then he hung on that cross. Even when they nailed his hands to the cross, when they nailed his feet to the cross. He's one of those little nails that you bought from a hardware store. And that was more blood. He did not bleed to death. He still has to give up the ghost. That's power. And then the Lord has the audacity to say, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. I say, you know what, Lord, I'm so happy with you. Because if it was me, <laughs> the story would be different. Oh, you guys laughing at me? All right, give me three days. I'll be back. <laughs> We're going to see who gets the laugh out. Okay, just, 
Three days, that's all I need. He walked the earth for 40 days for God. Don't you know if that was me? I'll be knocking at everybody's door talking about remember me? <laughs> okay. You understand what I'm saying? He didn't do that. So let us serve the Lord. Let us worship the Lord. He went through so much, and then he died and went to hell and suffered some more for us, paid for a penalty that we should have all paid. But he didn't stay. He beat the devil down and snatched the keys of death and hell from his hand. Hallelujah. He rose up with all power and all authority in his hands. Rise up, church. Know who you are in Christ Jesus. Be not weary and well-doing. Don't think. Speak the word. Get your praise on. Lift up holy hands. Put that devil and all his demons under your feet in the name of Jesus. You have the key to the kingdom. Whatever you bind on earth is bound in heaven. Whatever you loose or release on earth is loose and released in heaven. You have all of heaven back in you. You have angels. Send forth your angels to bring in your finances. Send forth your angels to bring in your business. Send forth your angels to bring in whatever it is that you have need of. Hallelujah. If you all learn anything tonight. Amen. Let's give God praise. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. So I thank you all who are listening tonight on the prayer line. We're going to go ahead and close out, in, or not the prayer line, the conference call line. If you would like more information on Majestic Ministries International, please go to the website, www.majesticmi.org. When the page comes up, click on the link, Majestic. When the page comes up, there will be additional information there regarding uh, upcoming events, Saturday morning prayer line, and additional information there um, in terms of biblical counseling that I also offer. So pray for us. Remember, every prophet is not a false prophet, so let's not categorize put everybody just in the same bill. The Lord does have uh, his true prophets, okay? The Lord does have his true apostles. All apostles are not false apostles, okay? All Christians who we think, uh, well, is that person going to heaven or not? You know, that's not our job to be trying to figure out who's what and what's what. I'm forced to just discern and check out the fruit. Just be fruit inspected. That's the bottom line, okay? So we'll go, out, go ahead and close out in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you so very much for your love and your power. Thank you that it is your love that keeps us, your love that protects us. Father, you said that when we come to you, that if two or three are gathered together in your name, thank you, Lord Jesus, that you are in our midst. Lord, your word also says that when the thief has been caught, that he must pay back seven souls, seven times. So in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, Lord, all of us here at this hotel right now and those who are listening on the line right now, we stand in agreement, Lord, for you to bring forth total restoration to every area of our lives in the name of Jesus. Everything, without exception, that Satan has stolen from us, Father, we command that lying devil to pay us back seven times now in the name of Jesus. Lord, we send forth the mighty warring angels to go forth and get our stuff, get our possessions, get everything that belongs to us and snatch it from the grips of the adversary and bring it to us now in Jesus' name. Lord, you said that you will hasten to perform your word. You said, Heavenly Father, that you will command your blessings. You said, Heavenly Father, that whatsoever things we desire, Lord Jesus, you said whatever things we desire when we pray, believe we receive them and we shall have them. So, Lord, we are bringing you a remembrance of your word and what you said. You said that when we give, people will give back unto us. Good measure. First down, second together and running over. Lord, we are expecting to receive in the name of Jesus. We give you praise. We give you glory for now and forevermore. We walk in divine health and healing. Marriages are restored. Families are restored. Provisions are coming forth. We thank you that cars are running properly. Brand new cars are coming forth. Brand new homes are coming forth. We thank you that we are the lenders and not the borrowers. We are the possessors of land. We are not the renters in the name of Jesus. We are the owners. Lord, we give you praise and glory. We thank you for the brand new cars, Lord. We thank you for the provisions. We thank you for giving us everything it is that we have need of and more because you are our God. You are our El Shaddai. And so, Satan, you are a liar and defeated foe. We rebuke you. We resist you now in Jesus' name. You've got to go. You and your demons must flee in terror and fear at the name of Jesus. 
Lord, we give you praise, we give you glory, we release the ministers and angels and ministers spirits to go forth on our behalf. And thank you, Father, for another blessed time for all of us to come together lifting up the name of Jesus. It is in Jesus' name that we pray and ask all of these things. Amen, 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 and amen. Hallelujah! Thank you, Jesus! Glory to God. Hallelujah. So I love you. Uh, everyone who called in, have a blessed night. And thank you again for joining us. This is Prophet Patricia Lewis of Majestic Ministries International. Glory to God. Love you. Bye-bye now.